and welcome to The List Makers, a spin-off podcast from the Doctor Who show where we have a topic, make some lists, and then we have a chat about it. Rob, how are you? Dave, I'm very well and I'm looking forward to tonight's topic in particular. I bet you are because tonight's topic drawn out of the hat is top five overrated stories. If I was a sacred cow, Rob, I would be very nervous as we go into this. <laughs> so would I, Dave. So would I. And I'll say our listeners seem to like it when we do these more, I wouldn't call them negative episodes, but the, the spikier episodes where we get stuck in a bit. Absolutely. Sink the boot in with a smile on our face. The velvet <laughs> hammer. Um, it's all, all the cliches. Rob, you're going first. Do you reckon we'll snap much on this one? I reckon we could, Dave. I've, I've got a couple here I reckon we could as well. But look, let's go into it, Rob. Why don't you make your list? All right, Dave. In at number five, a bit of a cheat here, but I'm going with an unearthly child. And it's a cheat, Dave, because I, like the rest of the universe, think the first episode of An Unearthly Child is absolutely fantastic. But the next three are the ones where people go... Oh, yeah, those episodes are part of the story too, aren't they? Um, and basically no one I know will go into bat for them as great television. So the cheat is that everyone raves about this story when three quarters of it isn't that great at all. But I don't think anyone who raves about it is actually meaning the three episodes that come after The Doctor and his pals leave 1963 are included in the in the total but too bad it's one story and people rave about it but when three quarters of it is deeply ordinary television how can this be anything but overrated but sure i also acknowledge this is a cheat and i'm being a bit of an ass here too <laughs> why not we need to have fun <laughs> number four dave into the modern era now and i can't go past rosa this is one of those stories Ooh. where i think the topic or the message is very important so people don't want to be caught saying anything negative about it lest they be cancelled or something but let's call it for what it is it's a terrible storyline the villain crasco he looks silly he isn't well acted and this whole shtick that this guy from i think the 52nd century that's a long time from now kids thinks the most important thing he can do is to stop rosa parks from not giving up her seat on that bus in 1955 it's quite silly. I mean, if they wanted to do this topic respectfully, this should have been a pure historical. No shoehorning in this villain with ridiculous motives. There's some other clunky stuff in the story too, but let's start and end with Crasco. He makes it ridiculous. Wow. Number three. Yes. I'm throwing in here, Dave, the Zygon invasion slash inversion. As people to this day rave about Capaldi's speech at the end, the whole, you know, after you fight with some, eventually you have to sit down and talk. And why didn't you just do that in the first place? It's really left an impression on people to the degree. It's one of the go-to texts when fans do that ultra embarrassing thing of asking doctors to perform it at comic cons and things. Guys, please stop that. It's horrible and it's disrespectful to the original artist. But I digress. Ask any of these people what the story was actually about and I reckon 9 out of 10 of them wouldn't be able to tell you. And that's because it was CAC. And that was the one that had Capaldi as the president of Earth, Dave. I mean... What were they smoking? So, a massively talked about story, but totally overrated. It's awful. In at number two, I'll upset some people here, but I've got to go with the Daleks. It gets pulled out, Dave, all the damn time as being really, really, really special because it introduces the Daleks, don't you know? And it's the first time our crew go to an alien world in the series, don't you know? <laughs> 
that scene where Barbara is menaced by a Dalek. It's one of the most iconic cliffhangers 60 years later. And kids in playgrounds across the UK, Dave, were playing Daleks the next day. And you think, Christ, this must be something really special. But at seven episodes long, seven, Dave, with a storyline which Wikipedia can crunch down into about three short paragraphs, I don't think it's a particularly good story. It goes for way too long. And this makes it wildly out of sync with how often it's name-checked. It is overrated in the extreme. Well, and your final one, your top. <laughs> Dave, I can't go past the end of time here. It's the story where on first viewing, I think everyone's entitled to be a bit like, oh my God, the master's back. The Time Lords are back. Everyone on Earth has turned into the master. Oh, wow, this is bonkers, crazy, huge stuff. Everyone is entitled to see this the first time and be maybe a bit pulled in by it. But when you rewatch it and you start pulling at the threads and actually thinking a bit more about it and querying why the Tenant Doctor is suddenly afraid of regeneration, something he's done loads of times before, and even tries to sell the audience on this idea that it's like dying. When we know the core, the essence of the Doctor goes from body to body, he might look different, but he's the same inside. It's all just designed to make the fanboys and girls cry, isn't it? That's all it's meant to be. And that's just pure bollocks. Overrated, 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 Dave. Well, Rob, thank you for your list. We have, we have, um, 59 years and 11 months of Doctor Who to choose from Mm. with these lists. And we have five snaps. We have no snaps. No snaps. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So a whole bunch of different sacred cows are about to be exterminated as I forge through my list. Number five, I have gone to the sacred Hinchcliffe era and picked the planet of evil, or as I call it, the planet where not a lot happens. (laughs) This is a story that has been praised through the years, I think because of that original fan wisdom dating back to people who watched it as 10-year-olds in the 70s, and they said, the jungle was superb, the jungle was superb, and that alien monster looked fantastic. Yeah, the jungle's pretty good for a studio jungle, and yeah, the red glowing monster's not bad for the 70s. But the story is dull. Nothing happens. People just do things for random moments. The cliffhanger's a big cheat. The ship is just grey, grey, grey. Every bit of money that was spent on the jungle is clearly not spent anywhere else. And look, apart from the uh, the uh, the fun joys of watching Prentice Hancock have his meltdown, you know, come on, Vashinsky, give an order, save the ship. Where, let's face it, we're laughing at him, not with him. And if yeah. that's the saving grace of the story, there's not much to save it. Not as good as people say. Mm-hmm. Number four. The season 20 box set is only just out as we record, and a lot of people are raving about Snake Dance, and I don't know why. (laughs) Once again, we are on the planet where not a lot happens. In fact, the exciting resolution of the story is everybody has to be very still for a bit. That's, to me, not that interesting. And it's all done in this horrible, drab, pastel design. The Doctor has to go and find a hermit on the least convincing sand dune ever in the history of Doctor Who. Look, Martin Clunes is good and that's fine, but look, as someone who loves Kinder, this is just a snooze fest. Overrated. Mm. I'm now going to jump into the modern series for my third pick, number three on my list, 
And I'm going with Silence in the Library. This is a story a lot of people rate. They have it as the top story of this series. But for me, it's just Moffat goes back to the well for his fourth story. We get the people who are wandering around with the strange catchphrase, and it's not nearly as good as Are You My Mummy? We get the something spooky that we're all used to is actually a monster, and shadows being spooky, and why, why are the Vastin Narada shadows? I still don't understand that, but that's not nearly as spooky as angels. You get all the stuff going on with Donna, you get the clever word plays that are really obvious right from the cliffhanger. I was just bored by all the therapy sessions that Donna was doing with Dr. Moon. <laughs> River Song was annoying me. Tennant was now at his peak time lord, omnipotent wanker <laughs> stick. So a lot to dislike in Silence in the Library. I think it's overrated. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm going with a story that I think is a very good story, but has in the past been voted as the number one Doctor Who story ever. And I think that is a bit overrated, and that is Genesis of the Daleks. Wow. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a good story. It's in my top 40. But is it the best story ever? No, not really. Look, I love a bit of Dalek action. I love some Terry Nation adventure. There's some good stuff here, but there's a lot of ideas that just don't quite work. You've got the war that's going on between two cities within spitting distance of each other with secret tunnels that can get them next to each other's cabinet rooms without anybody stopping them. We get a whole bunch of real follies and really trite sort of situations. Yep, there's some good moments. I think it's a good story. Is this the best story ever, as some people say? No, overrated. Mm, And number one, Dave. Number one is another story that is ranked as the number one top story ever by fans. Oh, no, you're not. And that is Day of the Doctor. Oh, thank God for that. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else. You thought I was going for caves, didn't you? Yeah, I did. No, I would never do that. Thank you. I'm, I'm going for Day of the Doctor, which, again, I think is a good story. It's a fun story. It is the modern series version of the Five Doctors, and I love the Five Doctors. But is it the best story ever? No. No. You sit down and watch Day of the Doctor nearly 10 years on in the cold, hard light of day, and a lot of it just does not make any sense whatsoever. It's got some very long, dull scenes with the Zygons and the, the negotiations. It's got the Time War, which is basically just a lot of video arcade laser game stuff going on. You've got the resolution to the plot, which, yep, okay, we're cheering that all the Doctors are back here with a quick clip, but it's just the old, oh, if we display the planet, they'll all accidentally shoot each other. Ha! That's the resolution to the Time War? That's the resolution to the greatest story ever? No, come on. A good story, but best story ever? That's an overrating. Yeah, good list. Good list, Dave. I think we had a bit too much fun doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. We both picked big Dalek stories to pick on. Yeah, so look, I will, I will start my rebuttal by saying, how dare oh, you pick go. on the Daleks? <laughs> when, you, when you said some people go on, I said, yes, yes, that's me. Um, <laughs> look, look, it's interesting. I've discovered over the years that I think the Daleks is slowly being re-evaluated a bit, and I think more people are siding with you than with me. Mm. It will be very interesting when they finally do the Season 1 box set and a new generation of fans gets to watch the Daleks where people go. I I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy the exciting adventure on an alien planet that goes 
that goes on in the second half. So, yeah, look, I see what you're saying, but... um, Let me ask you, though, how much of the Cushing movie remake of it plays into your enjoyment of the Hartnell version? Is it is Or, or does it play into it at all? Uh, I, I don't think it does. I think they do live as very separate things in my mind. Okay, fair enough. No, but yeah, no, worthy question. Um, mm. I was very interested by your pick of Rosa because... When you said it, I thought, oh, Rob's gone there, wow. But as you were speaking, I sort of thought, you know, when Rosa came out, there was a big deal sort of made about it. And a lot of fans, rightfully, you know, and including us, we said, yeah, that was a really powerful story. It's a really important story. There are some plot elements that we perhaps, you know, need to discuss. But yeah, look, we all, we all want to give that a big tick. We feel the need to give that a big tick. Has anybody ever spoken about Rosa since then not really no it really has just quietly disappeared hasn't it mm, well a lot of the Whitaker era has disappeared to be honest that's that's true although the controversial ones still get pulled out from time to time and the big ones get pulled out from time to time maybe it will be reevaluated a bit but again you're right the more you think about Crasco as a character actor plot the more that story falls apart. Yeah, I mean, we're going to hang this whole thing on this guy from the 52nd century who has this idea that he must stop Rosa Parks. That's the most... I mean, I think he was portrayed as a guy who'd, like, killed thousands of people. He'd done all this wild stuff. He was a criminal, Dave. And he decides the biggest thing he can do is go back to 1955 and stop Rosa Parks. It's like, oh, this is... I found it embarrassing. And this is why I say I think this should have been a pure historical and just really respected the era. Like you had earlier in the episode where I think Ryan got punched in the face by the guy and that was that was okay to the guy because Ryan was black. And it's like, oh my God, there's some real racism from that era. Why couldn't the whole thing have been like that? You know, why did we need Crasco? Yeah, look, I, I think you're right. It is a very strange plot contrivance in terms of what the villain's going to do. I think bested only and lameless by the master wanting to stop Magna Carta. Yes, and, um, it's, it's in that vein, isn't it? It, it really is. Um, fortunately for Rosa, it doesn't end with the villain going, medieval misfits. <laughs> Can you imagine? But yeah, look, I think people want to like Rosa, but you're right, it probably is a bit overrated. Um, I had two honourable mentions, Rob. Do you want to hear them? I do. Uh, I had the Ice Warriors, which... I didn't include because I think it is less rated now than it used to be. I think maybe 10 years ago it was very overrated, but as more people see it, I think they see just how dull it is. So I thought it mm. didn't quite qualify because I think the, the rating is correcting itself. And I didn't include Girl in the Fireplace because I didn't want people to think I was just sinking the boot into Moffat, <laughs> which is not what I wanted to do. Because um, it's, it's fascinating. I think Blink is extraordinarily good. I think The Empty Child is one of the best Doctor Who stories ever. I love those two uh, Moffat stories in the um, RTD era. But... Mm. Silence in the Library, you know, was one of my picks, and Girl in the Fireplace, I just think, are terrible. And Girl in the Fireplace, look, it's got some nice ideas, a couple of good moments, but it it is just this story about a thousand-year-old guy who slowly grooms a young girl till she's yeah. old enough to love him. And and like I know that's not what it's meant, and we're sort of looking at that with, you know, 2023 eyes, but even at the time, I thought, this is all a bit icky. And, and I, 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 I think maybe it... It hinges on whether you think the Doctor being a sexual being is is an exciting thing or whether you think that's all a bit off. 
Mm. No, I, I agree with that. And that was actually kicking around in my head as a possibility. And I think it plays into this bigger idea, which I sort of touched on with the end of time, where I, where I spoke a bit about everyone's entitled to see that the first time and be like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, wow, I can't believe you did that. Oh, wow, okay. And be a bit bedazzled by it, a bit mesmerized by it. But when you go back, especially years later, you see the problems. And you're talking about going back to Day of the Doctor years later and seeing the problems. And I went back to Girl in the Fireplace years later and I didn't think it was half as good as the first time. So I do wonder whether a lot of the episodes people remember warmly and go on about and they become overrated episodes is simply because they haven't gone back and watched them again and again and again over the years. What do you think about that idea? Yeah, I think there's a lot of sense in what you say there. A lot of the episodes across the 10 stories we picked are big dramatic stories that had real wow moments in them mm. and, and, and were successful on first viewing, but perhaps, yeah, haven't stood the test of time. I, I think your pick of the Zygon Invasion Inversion is a really good example of that, where I can understand in the emotion of the story, people watching that climax and that speech and, and saying, oh, wow, it was a really powerful speech that, that really hit me in the feels. It was a good story. But when you watch it again and subject it to a little bit of analysis and, and you know, particularly watch it through the prism of something like, say, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, mm. you, you start to realise that, no, things are more complicated and this speech maybe doesn't hold up that well. So, yeah, I, I think that these are, for the most part, stories that did have a big wow impact, but now we've gone back and maybe the shine's come off them a little. Yeah, well, look, we see this across other genre shows as well. There'll be a good scene and people then declare that was a great episode. And it's like, no, no, there was a good scene in an ordinary episode. It's, it's not the same thing. I think the peak of that, if we can go down that rabbit hole for 30 seconds, is in the shadow of Zaha Doom in mm -hmm. Babylon 5, which I remember we all watched. You get that moment where they reveal what happened to the Icarus and then that moment where Sheridan goes through the different frequencies and briefly sees a shadow for the first time. Yeah. And we all watch it going, wow! And you watch it again when you know that Revelation's coming, and it's actually a very dull episode. Yeah. Perfect example. <laughs> Perfect example. Well, look, we have sacrificed our sacred cows. We have picked 10 overrated stories. Shall we see what's coming next month? Yep, I'll get the steaks on. <laughs> Lovely. Mine's well done. Okay. Uh, garlic butter, please. Sure. Uh, this is one from listener Suicidal Chicken. Hello, Mr. Chicken. Hello. And it is... Top five behind-the-scenes people who impacted the show. Oh, great topic. Great topic. Well, we will discuss that next month. Until then, I've been Dave. I've been Rob. And we'll make some more lists soon. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.